episode 53 podcast with Barbara Jean Ochoa, Myotonic Dystrophy, A Zebra Life. Hello, fam. This episode of this podcast is brought to you by Jose Valdez of the Valdez Group. If you're looking for a home, selling a home, look no further than the Valdez Group. Jose Valdez has been a friend of this podcast and is a great asset to the community. You got to support him. His phone number, if you want to contact him, is 909-649-4670. You can call him or text him. His email is josevaldez underscore 33 at yahoo.com. The Valdez Group, that's Jose Valdez, located at 16923 Sierra Lakes Parkway, Suite 101, Fontana, California, 92336. Support those who support the podcast. That's Jose Valdez, The Valdez Group. What's up, fam, and welcome to another episode of This Connected Podcast. Today, we're doing it live on Instagram, and we are waiting for a special guest. We are doing this podcast with a special friend who is about to tell us about her her blog uh, called A Zebra Life, A Blessed Life. So hold on a second while I try to invite her into the room. Right. Thank you. Please wait for assistance. Gracias. Por favor, espere por asistencia. Grazie. Si prega de atendere per la assistenza. Well, what I want to share with you guys there is you this. are. Hey, look welcome. at you. You look so professional. Mm, look right? at all that stuff back there. Totally. <laughs> right? It's, this was my mom's room. And so we turned it's, it into a, a little mini library. And, it's very cool. And a podcast place. Very cool. I love that. So basically, as I was telling our listeners, is we're doing a podcast as part of the um, the Who I Am series. And it's a series on just focusing on people, <clears throat> talking about, you know, who I am. You know, the great I am is yeah, Lord the Jesus I Christ. Am. But in in essence... Uh, you know, trying to live a life like Christ. This episode is going to be about you and who you are. Who is the oh. I am in you? And I'm so glad that you 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 came on to 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 say, hey, we should uh, we should do a podcast. Hey, and I'm you, glad you invited me. Thank you. 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 That's so cool. That. And and it's always great, especially during this time when when so many things are going on, um, the protests, the 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 elections 
And I think what happens is we forget that life goes on. Yeah. And we forget that that people still have struggles on their daily lives and are overlooked. You know, I totally overlooked, you know, I used to run for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. And just yesterday, they contacted me, left me a message and say, would you like to run another marathon with us? And I, I looked down and I looked at myself, 45 pounds heavier. And I'm like, <laughs> and Barbara, I, I was like, maybe I could. And I'm like, maybe I can. Yeah. You're so funny. Like, Call me back next year when, when, um, Call when me that back happens. next year. <laughs> Call me back next year when I can actually see my toes again. So they're still doing the run, huh? Yes. With all the. Yes, they're still doing well, the good run. Good for so. them. That's very cool. Lauren, one of our people out there, says, Hi, Barbara. Hi, I sweetheart. I miss you too. How are you? So for those of you guys who are listening to this podcast, not live, you're going to realize that we're talking to people who are on Instagram because we're doing this podcast, Instagram Live. So there might be these little things which we start talking to people that are in virtual world. But anyways, Barbara, the reason why I asked you on this podcast is, well, let me give you a background of Barbara. I met Barbara at St. Mary's Catholic Church. Yes, we did. Yeah. So long ago. <laughs> so long ago. Yeah. So I f- thanks for making me feel old, Barbara. <laughs> you're so welcome. Because I've stayed so young. Thank you so you much. Look, you look so much younger than me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, work, right. working with youth is supposed to keep you young. I think it ages me. It ages you. It, it ages, ages anybody. Yeah. Gives you grays and ages you. You ain't kidding. <laughs> so Barbara and I met about what? In 2013 when... Um, Gosh, now I don't know. Time goes by fast. Yeah. It's been a long time. And I asked you, hey, you know what? What's this thing about youth ministry? I got to tell you guys that for you guys who follow YM St. Mary's, the youth ministry at St. Mary's, Barbara actually started the Life Teen Ministry at St. Mary's way back when. You know, oh my gosh. Ben was probably 16 and he's 30. 16 That's a long time. That, that was. <laughs> 14, or he could have even been 15. So I don't know, 14, 15 years ago, we started it. Right. Had and a good run for a little while. <laughs> yeah, for a little while. And then, and then I jumped in in 2013. And then, yeah, we, we had we had a blast. And, and now those young people have totally taken over. That's so cool. Um, the, the That's so cool. So I yeah, think- you've got a good group of a good group of young adults and young kids over there. Amazing group. Yeah. I've missed that. Missed that terribly. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> Come up to the old person parish for a while. We'll yeah. See what you say. <laughs> you know what? You know, sometimes you're yes. going to feel young if you come up here. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, that, I did go there that one time, and and I was like, wow, this is a really quiet. Well, yeah, parish. you know what? That was it's very yeah, it's very quiet, and you know, but yeah, it's it's different. <laughs> it's different. I'll it's, be careful what I say. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. A little bit more serene and. Quiet. Very serene, very quiet. Yeah. And now, you know, we didn't really get a chance to get too involved before COVID. And so, you know, now I don't even really, it's hard to get to know people when you can't see them. So Carla just joined us. Hi, Carla. Hi, Carla. How are you? And let's talk about Carla. Carla 
is has is now the sub coordinator for our Life Teen High School group. So wow, so we kept, Carla, we, we you kept a mature run fast person for him. <laughs> he got you, girl. <laughs> we kept her, a, a mature person to be there That's with so the young cool. adults. Well, oh my gosh, how old is Michael now? Wow, Michael is what's oh he just turned sixteen. Oh wow! Uh, oh what, my two gosh. Weeks ago? Carla wow, said wow, she's wow. doing well. So anyways. Oh, good. So anyways, good to Barbara. See, good to hear from you. Yes. I asked you to do this podcast because there was this one person following me on Instagram. And I was like, who is this weird zebra life, <laughs> blessed life? Uh, and I thought it was just some weird person. Like, who would name Random. Their, yeah. Who, who would name their pod, you know, their, their, their Instagram, a zebra life, a blessed life. And, and I'm like. Who is that? And then the thing that you had there was Barbara Jean. I don't know you as Barbara Jean. Nobody knows me as Barbara and I'm Jean. Like, who is this person? Yeah, and the no, only people, no one knows me as Barbara Jean. Right? And the only listeners that I know who have two names like that are from Texas and Iowa. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, it must be one of the Texan listeners or the people from Iowa. And then you 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 DM'd me and I was like, Oh, it's Barbara. My Barbara. Didn't know. You're Barbara. How do I get rid of seeing the comments on here? You just scroll down. I did. Just... They're not going. That's all right. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Just got to look fine. through it. No, that's fine. Let me, let me scroll up, see if anyone said anything. Yeah, Michael is 16. And, okay. And so anyways, Barbara, tell me, what is this thing called a zebra life, a blessed life? So... A lot of people do not know, but the zebra represents rare diseases. So that's why I chose the zebra, because the kids and I have a very rare disease. And a blessed life is because even though we do have a rare disease, we're still extremely blessed. So I kind of wrote some names down in a bullet journal for a little bit and, you know, said uh this one that one and i don't know then one day i just kind of said you know what that's what it is it's a zebra life it's a rare life but it's still a blessed life so that's how i came upon the name of that see this connected Mm. because i had no idea what that meant a zebra life a lot of people don't a lot of people are like what's the deal with the zebra i'm all zebra represents rare disease so yeah that, really only people with rare disease kind of know. Yeah, that's good to know because I actually thought, because now that I know that you now live on a farm, I actually thought a zebra <laughs> life because you ended up getting zebras along with your pig oh, no, and chickens no, no. and goats. Jesse said the farm is closed. <laughs> <laughs> no more room at this farm. <laughs> this inn is just it's closed. <laughs> yeah, no zebras. No. Yeah, literally, that's what I thought, what the podcast was that what what your blog is about was about raising a zebra and now that yeah, i know no. that a zebra is represents <laughs> rare diseases and yes. uh, just just going back we were at st mary's and you lived in the same kind of houses that we had with small backyards yep. and you had a beautiful backyard because you had i i did i loved chickens. my backyard I d- yes, I did. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and I had I had good neighbors that never tattled on me for having chickens. Well, he- here's the thing that you also blew my mind because Maria finally relented. Maria's my wife, and said that she's okay with me having like two or three chickens. Oh, and right she- on. 
what? And a Lauren, friend Mama of ours, said yes. <laughs> yeah, and a friend of ours, Letty, said, she said that I don't think it's legal in Fontana to have chickens. Yeah. No, my, no, it is not. <laughs> my, my answer was, my answer was, yes, it is. My friend Barbara had chickens in her backyard, so it must be legal. You know what? You give your neighbors some eggs and they'll just look right on over that. <laughs> and then you said that, and I'm like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> now I can't build a chicken coop. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I, we, I know. It was it was it was probably a stupid move because if anyone ever would have called, I would have had to gotten rid of them instantly. But nobody ever did. So they moved on over here with us and they can't get used to all the room they have now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got six more. <laughs> wow. And I really I've got wanted... a flock of ten. I really wanted chickens. and So if and... you ever need eggs, I'll just meet you halfway. <laughs> Organic, free-range eggs. Organic, free-range. Those are a, quite a pretty penny in the grocery store, I'll tell you. They are. Yeah. <laughs> now so you, hey. you went from some city slicker <laughs> in Fontana and Orange County to... To a farmer. <laughs> I am Farmer John. <laughs> <laughs> yep, to a farmer. You are so multi-talented, Barbara. I, mm. I, you know, someone told I don't know me, about that. No, well, someone told me you also <laughs> do a great cooking show. Okay. Cooking's my passion. Absolutely my passion. And I've done cooking demos for a while now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been the hardest adjustment is my body's getting a lot more tired. And so going on and doing a live cooking demo would take me anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes. And it's just like way too much. By the end of the 30 minutes, I'm like, I just, oh, this is exhausting. So I'm not really doing that anymore. So that's, that, that's been a disappointment because, you know, you, well, you know, I'm Italian. Yep. And so cooking boy, that's in the blood and I, I enjoy it. It was a passion, but you know, it just take, it's taken its toll. So I kind of left that. Yeah. When you took over ministry and the core team says, Barbara can really cook. I'm <laughs> And when I when when I came back and they said that and I said, Well, good luck with me, you know, the most you're gonna get is little Caesar pizza. That's about as Italian as we're gonna get. <laughs> little Caesar pizza. That is not Italian, Arnell. So that, that's not about close. that's about what you're gonna get. You know, Arnell does not cook for core team members. Good luck. <laughs> See, that's what I'd like to do for them. The other stuff you can you can do, but I like yeah. to cook for them. Well, I'll order pizza. That's it. Okay. So so you mentioned a lot of things that, you know, by the way, where can we find these cooking demos that you did? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I should have put them on a YouTube channel. Somebody kept asking me to do that. But I don't know. I might, you know, if I only do it once a month, I might pick it back up again because I'm always experimenting with recipes constantly. Is it on the bad Facebook? thing is. It was on Facebook. Yeah, I'll have to go back and see if any of them. I don't know what I did with them if they saved. I have no idea. But the bad thing is, is I don't measure a lot. So I would cook and people would be saying, okay, how much you put in? I'm like, I don't know what I just put in. So, you know, I, I have to, I have to start writing things down as far as measurements, because a lot of people, and I understand mm -hmm. that my own mom likes measurements, you know, so um, yeah, I need to get more of habit of that. Oh, look at you. We even got shirts that match. I shirts. I'm going to send you a t-shirt. You know what? Right on. You, I will wear that proudly. You, you reminded <laughs> me because you said you cook, but you have no measurements. 
And you know, this is my mom's room. And this is my mom's cooking book right here. Oh, see, right that's here. it right there. And that's you, all she needed. When, when you open it, all it is is a list of ingredients. Yep. <laughs> but there's no measurement. Because your mom knew. It was there, all right here. <laughs> there is no measurements. It's just, okay, you need eggs, flour, you know, water, brown sugar, and then you move on. And I'm like, okay. When you look in the next recipe, it's like, you need eggs, water, flour. Br- Those are the best cooks. <laughs> And I'm like, how do you make that? It's, it's oh, like, that's a treasure. That's yeah. so cool. Still in her that's little a treasure. Container. Still that's has very flou- cool. Still has flour in it. That's very cool. Uh, <laughs> Got to keep that. But that's a measure of a true cook, right? Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I don't know about that, but that's what I do. <laughs> true mess maker in the kitchen, but yeah, I don't know. So you mentioned that you have a rare disease. You know, yes. It's a, a zebra life. A blessed life. And so let's talk about that zebra life. What is okay. it? And you said you're exhausted just by doing some things. What so is that thing that you have? We have myotonic dystrophy, type 1, which is a extremely rare form of muscular dystrophy. Mm-hmm. And with the myotonic dystrophy, it affects pretty much your entire body. It affects your heart, your brain. Your, um, your lungs, respiratory, it affects, you're at a higher rate for diabetes, um, sleep apnea, um, oh my gosh, the list. Of course, muscle loss, muscles locking up and not relaxing. I mean, there's, there's a whole list of, like when I first was diagnosed and I went on the foundation, I went to the website and it was telling you like what kind of care you need from what provider. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I mean, it was so overwhelming. It was like, okay, I have to get off of this because I can't even think about all these different doctors and all of this care that's needed. And, um, for everybody at St. Mary's that knew Sammy, um, the diagnosis when Sammy was born was cerebral palsy. Mm -hmm. Well, once I got diagnosed and started researching it, I knew immediately Sammy didn't have cerebral palsy. She was born with congenital myotonic dystrophy. So, um, they let us go to UC Irvine immediately and she was tested and came back positive. And it all goes by numbers with this disease. So there's a genetic repeat. And if you have it, it goes by numbers. So if your numbers are lower, you have, you're not as symptomatic, but if you're higher, you know, you are more symptomatic. So I think from the genetic doctor, which, you know, was really overwhelming, Jesse and I spent two hours with two of them. I think 13 and under is what they consider normal. I'm at 553. Benji is over 600 and Sammy 773. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait hold, hold on. Uh, Cause I'm not that good at math. Don't let the Asian features fool you. So <laughs> 13, 13 and under 13 and under is normal? is normal. Whatever. I don't remember the specific genetic marker, the repeat, but if you have over 13, then you, you're moving into the myotonic dystrophy, um, diagnosis. So the higher your numbers, obviously the more severely you will, you know, you'll be affected. I guess that's the best way and to put it. And you're at over 500. 
I'm over 500. You're I think I was like Benji. 523. Benji never got an exact number. He got tested at Kaiser. They just told him he was over 600, but they never gave him a specific number. And Sammy was tested at UC Irvine and she's 773. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's a very, very all encompassing kind of disease. Um, fatigue is huge because it, it, it does affect all your central nervous system. And it's not like fatigue, like, oh, I feel a little tired. It's like fatigue, like I hit the wall and I can't, I just physically like your muscles don't want to do anything. Um, a lot of people in the community that have myotonic dystrophy, a lot of people take Ritalin mm-hmm. and a lot of people take modafinil. But because of all the heart issues I have, I'm not a candidate for either one. So, you know, I can't take that. Sammy has heart issues and Ben has heart issues as well. So they will never be able to take anything like that for fatigue to help them stay awake. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people in the community just take lots of naps from kind of what I see on the forum. And, um, you know, there's not really a whole lot you can do about that part of it. Um, I guess the best way to describe the muscle problem is if you were to run your marathon, (laughs) how many miles did you say it was? 26.2 miles. 26. Okay, so for you to run that marathon of 26 miles it would be like me running that marathon for 75 miles because my muscles are always firing. They don't relax. So like if I don't take my medication and my hands and my legs don't want to open back up, they don't want to move the way other people's muscles move Mm -hmm. to physically do stairs anymore is out of the question, not just because of strength, but because my muscles won't allow the flexibility to go up and down stairs. So that was the reason we started looking at a single story house because the doctors kept warning us, you know, you guys got to get ready for this. You you can't have stairs. Mm -hmm. And I kept, you know, like, Oh yeah, I'm seeing this is changing. Um, so that's kind of what prompted us, um, looking for a single story house. Wow. Now, now yeah. that made sense when you said that Ritalin is part of the medication, because I was thinking Ritalin, it's for people who are hyperactive, but your muscles are so hyperactive, they're continually mm-hmm. firing, and yeah. that's what's exhausting. As you said, yeah. you know, your marathon, your 26 would be 75 miles, because your muscles are continuing to not rest. Right. And I guess that's They're just the going, Ritalin. going, going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. I No one's ever offered me Ritalin. I don't think I, well, I... I I, even if I didn't have the heart issue, I don't know. know. I might've tried it. I don't know. I am not a medicine taker. Um, but the modafinil before they realized I had the heart, um, stuff going on, a doctor prescribed it for me and I did take one, but it was just kind of weird. I mean, it helped not feel so tired, but no, I really wasn't. I was like, I don't really like this feeling. So I just kind of stopped taking it. And then once they start further testing, they're like, oh, my gosh, you cannot take that. You know, get rid of that. I'm like, oh, that's fine because I'm not taking it. So so we're yeah. podcasting right here with Barbara Jean, um, the author of a blog called A Zebra Life, A Blessed Life, former youth minister at St. Mary's. And you're telling us about myotonic dystrophy. Now, Barbara, when did you find out that you had this rare disease? So... When I was pregnant with Sammy, I started having some really crazy symptoms and they hospitalized me to try and figure out what was wrong with me. Because like I said, my hands were locking up 
and I could not open them. So, you know, they did all the normal tests and, you know, they couldn't find anything wrong. I had a terrible pregnancy with Sammy. All of the things that marked a child with myotonic dystrophy in the womb, I had, but nobody ever caught on. Nobody ever realized like, wow, you know, let's look for the zebra instead of the horse. (laughs) So, um, that's when I started becoming symptomatic. And then I think it was about five, four or five years ago, we went to the river with our family, which is something we've done before in the past. And I went from the water to try and get into my sister-in-law's boat. And I physically like my legs would not do it. And my brother-in-law was like kind of laughing at me, like, what are you doing? You know, get in the boat. And I'm like, I can't get in the boat. And they're like, what do you mean you can't get in the boat? I'm like, I, my legs won't do that. So we came back and I made a doctor appointment and, you know, I said, Hey, Hey, I, you know, I need to be seen. So I went in first and right away it was like, Oh, you know, it's, it's, you know, your body, your hormones, you're probably going into menopause, you're getting weaker. And I'm like, that is the biggest load of duty I've ever heard. So, um, didn't really know my dad. He left when I was probably 11 years old. So I decided that I needed to get his death certificate. And because the only thing I had ever heard is that my dad had something, but we never knew what it was because he wasn't around, but I didn't know he died at 50. So I was able to get a copy of his death certificate. And here, by the grace of God, myotonic dystrophy was one of the complications he died from. He died of cardiac arrest and myotonic dystrophy was on there. And every doctor we have met is shocked that during that time, that long ago, that diagnosis was even on his death certificate. So for me, that was like a God moment. So once I had his death certificate and I Googled myotonic dystrophy, which is, you know, something they tell you never to do. Don't Google it. Don't be the Google MD. But it was, it was frightening because I'm like, okay, this is, this is what's wrong. This is, this is what I have. And so that's kind of what started it. And so I went to the doctor and they were like, they, you know, didn't argue with me at all, which I was really surprised because, and you'll appreciate this because you're in the medical field, the blood test for myotonic dystrophy is between four and $6,000. And so the insurance company is not just going to say, oh yeah, you got a whim, you got this, let's go test you. So that was a little bit of a battle to get them to approve it. But my doctors like never like looked at me like, oh, you're crazy. They, they were very willing once I showed them, you know, what my dad died from. And once I explained my symptoms to them, it was like, oh, absolutely. Let's, let's get on this. Um, and then Benji had already been showing symptoms. And then of course, you know, we already knew with Sammy. Yeah. And as a parent, you know, this is, this is, you know, it, it sends goosebumps, um, all over me because it's, it's hard enough. You know, I'm listening to your story and I remember when you were going through this and you were just exhausted. I was actually pissed off at you because you were always exhausted. It's like, come on, help me out, Barbara. Um, Thank you. That's that's what ministry does to you. That's what ministry does to you. But, but here's the thing, you know, what sends, you know, goosebumps around me is it's, it's hard enough to cope when you find out that you have, this rare disease, a zebra disease, and that it's it is eventually going to 
you know, we're going to be honest. We're both Catholics here. It's a, it's eventually going to take your life. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, the, what sends shivers down my spine is that, again, it's hard enough to, to understand that we have it. But to right. know that my children, and both of us are parents, we have children, yep. but my child has it, and two yep. of my children have it. I mean, how do you cope with that? That that actually was my last blog. Um, it was actually, I wrote, what's the worst part of this disease? And um, the worst part is watching my kids suffer and knowing what's coming and knowing that they're going to hit this so far. They're going to hit this a lot sooner than I did. Um Benji, as a matter of fact, because of major digestive issues, which I probably forgot about that, major digest, digestive issues. Again, you'll know that his, um, because of muscle, his food doesn't move out of his stomach the way it should. So he has gastroparesis from the disease. Mm. He's lost since last year 70 pounds. Um, he is absolutely anorexic looking. Um, Sammy has been put on permanent disability because her doctors have absolutely said that will, she will not ever be able to work. And that's very, you know, those are the kind of things that, you know, you kind of think my kids are really, Benji will have more of a normal life than Sammy will. You know, Sammy is not able to drive, will never be able to drive. Um, Sammy's muscles are much weaker than Benji and I ever were at that age. Um, so, you know, I think I will be really honest. I mean, when, when I, when I first was like, okay, not just one of my kids has this, but two of my three kids have this, I was pretty angry. You know, I was pretty angry. I was, I was upset with God because it was like, how, what am I supposed to do with this? I mean, I don't feel good, but yet I've got to get up every day and I've got to take care of my youngest daughter who still needs help every day with different things. Um, she can't live the life of a normal 22-year-old girl. You know, she can't go out and drive and hook up with friends and, and do all that. She has to rely on us 100%. You know, um, college was an absolute it was way too hard for her because it does affect the brain. It affects the learning. Um, congenital kids have a lot of different learning disabilities, um, which, again, would have been helpful to know when Sammy was growing up. So, you know, I, but a couple of the forums I've joined are parents with kids who are constantly in the hospital, who are constantly trying to keep their kids alive, and, again, Jesse and I have been blessed because we haven't, we're not, we haven't had that happen yet. You know, we, we've been able to, you know, be a family and see Benji at least get married. Um, you know, so those, those are the blessings. And, but knowing that your kids are carrying something that there is no cure for, there is only things that can help make things a little bit better. It's, it's a really, it's a, it's a rough pill to swallow. It's a very rough pill to swallow, you know, like picture yourself on your worst case day of having the flu and knowing you've got to get up and you've got to help your 20 
well, almost 22-year-old daughter with daily things that, you know, other people don't, don't think about. You know, and doctors, we go to the doctors a lot. <laughs> you know, we, we have a lot of doctors. Wow. So where do you gather yeah. your strength? Arnell, that, that's all God. I mean, you know, sometimes I, sometimes I just cry and I think I, I can't do this anymore. This is, this is too much. You know, like at one time it was me, Benji and and Sammy all having different things. And I'm like, I can't, you know, this is just, I, I, I don't even know what box to put this in, you know, who to worry about first. Um, you know, I, Thanks be to Jesus, Benji's married, so he does have his wife. But you know, as a parent, you don't, you know, you're always going to care about your child, whether they're married and moved out or not. You're not going to just say, okay, well, I don't need to worry about you anymore. So you go ahead and do your own thing. You know, this is a rare disease. So Jesse and I are constantly trying to help Benji navigate. And that's the hard thing, too. And people don't understand this. Most of our doctors have got no clue what to do with us. You have this big old huge book to take in to the respiratory therapist. Um, We're not really supposed to ever have anesthesia. There's a cardiac manual. There's a manual for stomach doctors because they get you and they're like, I do not know what you have and how to help you. Because it's so rare. Because it's so rare. And so you have to be your own advocate. And if you're not, you're in big trouble because you're not going to get the care you need. And... We are also blessed that we get to go see a phenomenal doctor at UC Irvine every six months, and he kind of makes sure we're hitting all the markers and, okay, have you seen your endocrinologist? Have you seen your cardiac doctor? Have you seen the electrophysiologist? You know, so he kind of like, you know, kind of the, I guess you want to call him the gatekeeper of everything going on. He's the neurologist. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's... It's, it's just, it's, it's God. It's, it's the only way I can even tell you, I can get up in the morning and face the challenges of the day, you know, because there's just no other, there's not a whole lot of people on the forum that I've met yet that have two kids that are affected and have it this bad themselves. We seem to be more of a, (laughs) we're even more of a rare, rare oddity. (laughs) So what's, what's the prognosis for you and for Jesse and for Um, Well, I mean, definitely life expectancy is not average at all. You know, it's just not. Um, My neurologist is always a positive, wonderful man and always says, you know, just do what you can, you know, do what you can, and we're going to find the shortcuts for you. But, um, I mean, every day is a gift. That's pretty much, you know, and people look at you and they don't necessarily think you're sick, but it's like, oh, you've got no idea how aged my body is inside. (laughs) My body's probably like a 70-year-old woman right now inside, you know. Like, I've had to have some tests again, and you know, I go in, I'm like, I have a pacemaker. And they're like, you have a pacemaker? I'm like, yes, I have a pacemaker. And they're like, okay. You know, so people, you know, people don't realize how not good we are from yeah. really the outside looking in, you know. And and one of the most beautiful things I see in you and, and with Jesse and your family is that 
you know, you, you, you wear that typical Catholic thing well, which is I don't show my suffering. You know, I suffer. I try not to. Yeah, I suffer and I offer that up to Jesus uh, and for the suffering of the world. And I don't, I've never seen you not, like, come out, like, not bathe and disheveled. <laughs> like You're I've a, been fasting all day. <laughs> like, like, like you, you know, us Catholics, you know, you, you know, see the, some of those people during Lent. And it's like, oh, I'm so hungry. I know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I've been fasting for like two hours. And you're like, hey. woe is me. Woe is me. But that's not That's you. one good point about that this, this disease is I'm not allowed to fast, period. <laughs> if I fast, I throw the whole thing into commotion. So, yeah, every priest I've ever met and every doctor is like, you may not fast. May I'm not like, fast. okay. <laughs> so, you I know, think it's but. Because you're offering it up enough as it is yeah but then sometimes i know this is going to sound really weird but like sometimes i'll i'll read the news or you know i'll see something and i'll think okay i still have it better off than thanks be to god some of these people who are suffering so much so you know i really just need to shut up and bear down and deal with what i have to deal with you know that's amazing strength. That's it's God. It's not me. I'm a baby. I I am a baby. I, you know, I did not take pain. You know, I look back at my life and I think everything I told God, please don't give me. He's given me. And I'm like, dang it, remind me never to say that again. But you know, like everything, like everything, all the surgeries I've gone through, and again, you know, the thyroid, two thyroid surgeries, these were all part of the disease, the thyroid, the, the hysterectomy, mm-hmm. all these problems I've had. I'm like, how has nobody picked up on this? And Sammy lived in therapy the first 12 years of her life. How did nobody, you know, nobody like ever like got wise to this, that this was not cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. But, um, I look back and I think, okay, well, I guess God wasn't, I guess I was not meant to know then. Because maybe I wouldn't have been able to carry it back then. You know, maybe because of all the things I've been through now, he's given me that strength that I need now to be where I am. Because it's kind of, it's almost a little scary to know how many doctors and physical therapists Sammy's gone through. And nobody's ever like, you know, I don't know about this diagnosis. This seems a little bit off. Because, you know, cerebral palsy never gets worse. With whatever you're born, you know, whatever you have, it, it doesn't continue to, you don't digress from it. But with obviously with any kind of muscular dystrophy, you are going to continue to go down, you know, and yeah, nobody ever, nobody ever saw anything, wow. said anything, no, nothing. So you're, you've been going through a lot and Sammy's going through a lot and, and Jesse's been going through a lot. So where's the dad? Oh, Benji, where's the dad? The dad is the rock. <laughs> the dad is the biggest blessing from Jesus. The Jesse tree. I do, you ain't kidding the Jesse tree. I don't know. I don't know where we'd be without that man. I mean, he is literally, he is always like, he's positive. He takes care of us a thousand percent. He's always there for us. I don't. I mean, I just don't know what I'd do without him. He's there for Ben. You know, yesterday Ben had a test, an outpatient test. So he went down 
Um, yesterday was Thursday, right? Yeah. So he left here at five o'clock in the morning, took Benji to his test. And then tomorrow I have to actually check in for another CT scan. So he's going to drive me back down, you know? So it's like, he just never, I don't know. He just, he's there for us all the time, all the time. He's, uh, he spoils us rotten with how well he takes care of us. I, I've actually talked to a few people that do not have spousal support because they can't see the disease. Mm-hmm. They can't see how the pe- their wives feel. And it's just like, you know, why, you know, how come dinner's not done or how come the kids, you know, and it's like, they don't understand how you feel and how sick you are and the support system is lacking. So I don't, I don't have that. I have my support system is amazing. Wow. You know, he's amazing. So now so, that we've talked about this, you know, a little bit about myotonic um, dystrophy, and for you guys who are listening, and, and you know, really look it up because one of the biggest things is 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 understanding that there are these rare diseases and they need support. So if you're listening to this and and you've never heard of 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 this uh, myotonic dystrophy disorder, look it up and see if that's something that you can support. And encourage other people to learn about it. But Barbara, this is what I want to know: is you have this blog? Where is God calling you now? I mean, where is God calling you? So, and tell us I, about this this blog, a zebra life, a blessed life. What what well, is it about? Well, it's about the disease and our farm life. I swear to you, if anybody were to get the wackiest animals in the world, it would have to be us. All of our animals have some kind of handicap. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing we have is normal. So, um, but I, like I said, I belong to, I belong to a few forums for this disease and I couldn't handle it because it was very depressing. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of, you know, kids had passed while I was on. Um, adults having problems, adults passing. And I, I just said, you know, I, I got to walk away from this. So um, I stopped going on them, actually kind of got off Facebook. And then I went to the doctor one day about six months ago. Well, before COVID, because we had a face-to-face doctor visit. And it was one of the times where she, I just went in at a bad time. And, and I don't remember, I think it was Ben who was having it must've been Ben having some really difficult times with his stomach. And so she said something and I just started to cry and I've known her a long, long time. We go back probably 20, 20 years. And she's like, um, she was kind of asking me about my support system. And I said, you know, it's Jesse. And then my one closest girlfriend, but my closest girlfriend's filled with cancer. So I don't bring this to her. I don't, I don't put any of this on her anymore. I mean, she's, she's trying to deal with her own disease. So I don't, I don't talk to her. I mean, she always asks me how I am, but I'm certainly not going to go on and go, Oh my gosh, you know how I feel today. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. She's sick. So, um, she said, you know, you ought to start a blog and at least you get yourself, you know, 
you'd be able to get this out and then maybe you'd be able to help somebody else. And I'm like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Goodbye. So, you know, and I told her, I said, that's dumb. I'm not going to blog. I said, that's a kid thing. You know, that's a young adult thing to do. I'm not young. I'm 52 years old. And so, you know, we just kind of, okay, whatever. So, um, then a couple months ago, um, through the foundation, they were looking for phone buddies for people who had just been recently diagnosed or needed support. And so I know one of the ladies over there and she's all, would you be willing to be a phone buddy? And I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, I'll be willing to talk to anybody. So, um, a couple days later she called me and she's all, there's a young girl. Um, you know, she's, she needs a phone buddy. And I said, oh, absolutely. So I called her up and she has two little kids and we talked for a while and it was a really, um, it was a good talk, you know, and, and she was just like, you kind of encouraged me that if you can do it, I can do it. I don't know if I should have taken that the wrong way or not. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. No, I didn't. So I said, well, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad that, you know, you felt better, you know, amen. So, um, after that, Jesse kind of said, you know, because I can't really do what I did before. I can't do anything with the youth anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not in me. Um, I can teach, but you know, that's a whole different subject. But, um, so he says, you know, you really ought to think about that blog. And Sammy had been blogging. She's very gifted in getting Mm -hmm. her feelings out. So I, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. And he said, well, at least pray about it. So I did. And I thought, okay, well, all right, I'm going to try. And if one person reads my blog and God can bless them through that, then that's what I'll do. So that's kind of just how it started. So I talk about the disease. I talk a little bit about the kids having it. I talk about our wackadoodle farm. Um, I just kind of, and I keep things very short because I don't think anybody wants to read on and on and on. It's not a place for me to go and list all of my problems and, oh my gosh, you can't believe what happened today. It's just like kind of just me just talking a little bit. And, you know, there's a lot of lonely people out there are now, and there's a lot of people out there suffering from diseases. And if one person can read it and know they're not by themselves, there's other people suffering. I'm just hoping that, you know, that's what God's using it for. Yeah. It's uplifting. Yeah, I've read them. Um, I don't think there's enough on there um, because yeah, <laughs> maybe it's just you're just starting. And I was like, I am. I, I'm I just was, starting. I was like done, and I'm like, is there any more? Is there any more? I'm, I am. I'm adding. I'm adding. I not to push I, you or anything. No, when, I, you know, I am. You, I'm adding. You know when you when you read a good book and you're yeah. like, okay, you get to the chapter and where's the rest of it? <laughs> It's well, you're like very, those... very kind. You know, you know who, you know who I sent it to first before I even did this. Who? Take a guess. Uh, oh, it's somebody that... we know and love. I don't want to make that mistake. <laughs> Naming the wrong person. He lives in Nebraska. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Who's in Nebraska? That's father. Yeah, father wow. Brendan was the first person I said. I need you to read this. And he was like, you need to do this. Go do it. And I was like, okay, got your blessing. Then that's what I'm going to do. So I'm just kind of starting. But I think I might do some cooking stuff on there too. 
because maybe that's a good way for me to do my cooking, you know, kind of like throw some recipes on there. This is what I tampered with in the kitchen today. Yeah. You know, I mean, but I'll put, can... I'll put measurements. Yeah. For, 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 those of us, for those of us who, who as my mom, my mom would say, when I would say how much pepper and it's like, you know, just enough. That's right. Just, you know. <laughs> until it tastes right and i'm like well i don't know what it tastes like <laughs> so, yeah so i am gonna you know i will continue with that i just you know i i didn't i still don't it's like so how do you take this blog that i want to be able to pray for people if they want prayer or to help them like how do you even get a blog out there like i know nothing of this stuff and, you know, I'm reading all of these things. I'm going, I don't even know what this means. You know, I'm just barely learning the search engine word stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't, this is like foreign stuff to me. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, God, if this is something I'm supposed to do, you're going to have to help with this because I've got no clue. It'll have to be that way. It's here. Here's, here's oh. two former youth ministers, both in their 50s, talking about me <laughs> doing a podcast <laughs> and you doing a blog. A blog, yeah. And me starting this podcast with my cell phone as a prank because I had nothing else to do after you. Are we in midlife crisis? Is that 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 totally could be? I mean, you're doing a blog and I'm doing a podcast in my mom's old room. How how cute is that? Hey, your podcasts are good. I, I, they are good. They are good. I enjoy them. You know what's funny is, um, the the theme actually came from the youth because it was you know the title is this connected and someone says oh disconnected like you're going to talk about things yeah. that, where people are disconnected <clears throat> no we're going to talk about things where people see and it's like oh this connected a positive outlook and this is totally the reason why we're doing this podcast with you is this totally this connects with other people a zebra life you know uh, you remember abby you know abby oh my gosh away. yes she had one of those rare diseases yes and, she did and, and she passed and and i was just telling one of the youth who was struggling you know his name's david who's struggling with someone who's who's talking about um end of life issues and termination euthanasia and i said well do you remember abby's life you know and and that's 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 really hard to to view um, yeah and i don't want to go out to the tangent with with life issues and things like that but when people read your blog and says just like that young girl says well if you can do it i guess i can do it <laughs> shoot i, like, I can surely like, do it a person like you can do Thank it thank you it's like you know, wow! Then I definitely can do it. I mean, look at me and look at you. It's like, you just don't say that to people our age. Yeah, well, that's the. I guess that's the blessing of youth. You don't. Uh, I don't know. You don't. I don't know. Like just no comes break. out. It just comes out. It's like, just well, comes out. Yeah, it just comes out. So, yeah. So, and the farm life. The farm life has been good to us. My animals keep me entertained. Yeah, you live. I can't. On- you live on how many acres? We're on two acres of nothing but flat property. Um, this house was from God. I'm going to tell you a story, and you're going to have to look this up because no one's going to believe this story. So when we started first looking in the house, we were kind of in the same neighborhood, and Jess is like, I'm done. 
I want to park all my cars all over the place. I need a piece of property. So I had a girlfriend who I hadn't talked to in a while, and she moved up to Oak Hills. And she's all, why don't you look in Pinion Hills? And I said, Pinion Hills? And I said, where is that? And so she told me, and it's we're like 10 minutes, 15, 15 minutes from Wrightwood Town. Like where all of the restaurants and stuff are. So we came up here and we looked and, you know, we looked a few times and we looked in Oak Hills. And so anyway, um, my cousin was our realtor. So she took us one day and we had seen this house online and I said, I don't like it. I don't want to look at it because I didn't like the color. <laughs> and she's all, you just need to see this house and shut up. And, I, you know, this, the, the, these Italian women fighting with each other. So I said, all right. So we came in this house and it was like, I just, I just knew I'm like, okay, Lord, this is, this is it. You know? So went outside, the lady already had the barn out there. She had everything set up and she had two goats and a sheep. And we started talking. She's a very friendly lady. And I said, what are you going to do? Cause I knew she had told us she was moving to Utah to like, she called it a yuppie neighborhood. And I said, so what are you going to do with your animals? And she said, well, that breaks my heart. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I have a passion for animals and that sheep is 14 years old and those goats are five years old and I don't want them turning into taco meat. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, well, tell you what, I said, if we get the house, I will keep them. And she said, really? And I said, absolutely. I said, I will keep them. And she was like, okay. So two days later, somebody came, made an offer and didn't have a house to sell. We hadn't sold our house yet. And she said, no, I'm saving that house for that family. Okay. Now this is where the story gets weird. And this is what I'm telling you, look it up if you don't believe me. So we, we get the house, we move in my cousin and you know, my, and her daughter. So my second cousin, they come out, we were having lunch together and she looks at the one goat and she said, do you realize that's a fainting goat? And I said, you're a fat liar. And she said, no, that's what that is. The fainting goat has one of the myotonic genes. Oh no, really? <laughs> so our goat locks up. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And we can see it now. You know, we can see it with him. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. Ha, ha, funny, funny, Lord. So, yeah. So, we, so, yeah, that was just confirmation to me again, over and over again, that this was, this is where we were meant to be. This is where we were supposed to be. So, I don't complain about the church because this is where Jesus put us. (laughs) So, you know, I miss my church family. but you know, it is what it is. And this is where we are. That is hilarious. I know. Yeah. Crazy, right? You know, you end up with myotonic disorder. Goat. Uh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then you, <laughs> you try to look for a house. That's one story. You find a house with a goat. With a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Only in my life. So I'm telling you, all of our animals, they're all, there's something wrong with every one of them out there. But, you know, um, especially now with COVID, Sammy and I are pretty much home because that would be devastating Mm -hmm. for Sammy to get that. There's Mm -hmm. just no way. So, you know, our farm and our animals are our life right now. You know, they are, they keep us company. They 
you know, they give us a reason to get out there and, and move in and keep going. And, you know, we, we love them and enjoy them and get free range eggs from them. And, you know, so. <laughs> so, so let's, let's, let's start with, with the animals. What are they and what's their name? The biggest oh boy. to smallest. Biggest is Hannah's quarter horse. That's all Hannah's. He's in the barn. He's probably 1,200 pounds. He's Tate, but that's all Hannah's thing. And Sammy and I obviously cannot ride horses, so that's that's all Hannah's. His companion is Sammy's. He's a 200-pound mini horse that is probably smaller than my sister, St. Bernard. Um, we've got three alpacas that were rescues. We've got the goats. Wait, alpacas? Uh-huh. We've do got three s- alpacas. Do they spit? They spit. Oh. Yes, they do. They don't spit at us. They spit at each other when they're eating. And they're, you know, somebody's on somebody's turf. Yeah. You know what? And that's a big fat lie. Some of these books I read, oh, alpacas, they're so sweet and kind and they never do this. Oh, yeah, right. That's, you know, people say they have a better personality than llamas, but no, I don't see it. <laughs> um, and the one will scream if there's like a coyote or a dog in the area. So she alerts everybody that there's something on. She's actually better than the dogs. So, and of course we took our dogs and I've got 10 chickens out there. Um, we have a rescue pig. I'm telling you, this is a home of rescues. She's nothing but a crybaby. And then we've got a little tiny pot belly pig. Um, I think that's it. The goats, the alpacas, the pigs. Yeah, I think that's sheep. it. And the little sheep. Yes, Lily is still alive. She turned 15 in April. So <laughs> she's still going and kicking. So, yeah, I think that got, oh, and we just added some ducks, ducklings, three little ducklings. Yeah. So that was it. We brought those home and Jesse said, you are done. <laughs> I'm like, no cow. He said, not even a chance. I said, all right. <laughs> so we're done. That's it. No more. We're, we're, we're full. Yeah, Very full. I'll, I'll believe that. When the, yeah, when I don't around. know. He really yeah, was know. like, oh, he's, you're done. He's going to come home and you're going to say, I don't know. I just saw this Jersey cow just moseying down in the back. You know what? I can't add the cow because there's no room in the barn. So I really, I, I am done now. There's no more room. Yeah, when so I see that, uh, when I see that, read that blog and has an image of Jesse doing an extension to the barn. I know that yeah. cow made it. Oh, I don't think he's, he's going to be like, yeah, right. I know we had the alpaca sheared. People were like, save the wool and sell it. I'm like, I'm not processing all that. That's crazy. You want to come pick it up and take it? Go ahead. But no, I'm not going to do anything with it. So, yeah. So, yeah, they keep us busy. They're entertaining at best. I'll tell you that. Very entertaining. That is that is amazing, and that is a blessed life. The way that you you explain it, the way that you share it, you know. When people listen to this podcast and they say, "Wow!" In the beginning of this, you're talking about this this disorder that you have that is that is so devastating and it's devastated your life, and then you're doing this this blog about a blessed life, about these crazy animals that you have, and that's not talking about Jesse. That's talking about the real animals, <laughs> and. And, He's gonna get you for that one. <laughs> and and it's like, wow, I I don't have it as as bad off as this woman, and she's living such a wonderful, blessed life more than I'm trying to. 
And see, this is where that disconnect, this thing that's disconnected to me, is that a lot of times people see things that are happening and it's just devastating and they quit. Yeah. And when you read scripture and you look at Job and you're living oh, and you're gosh. and you're living Job and and you're saying, No, I am not quitting. One, you're not quitting because you have Jesse and you have, you know, Benji and you have your, your daughters, Sammy, and you have someone to live for. That's Christ like. Someone that you are bearing a cross for, not only for yourself, but for others. And that is amazing. That to me is someone that, you know what, girl, you're a saint. <laughs> you haven't been to my confessions lately. <laughs> well, you know, you know, no who saint. My, you know, who my patron saint is right. Augustine. No. Augustine. Oh, yes. So, I remember that now. So, yeah. So, I do. I do remember so, that now. Best saints are the best sinners. <laughs> <laughs> i'll keep that in mind <laughs> it, it keeps the priest um remembering who you are yeah it sure does that's probably why father brendan left <laughs> i'm out yeah. change my number girl leave <laughs> I, I, my, my conf oh. oops hold on hold on folks we're gonna do this again See, this is what happens when you do a live broadcast on Instagram. And Instagram only has a one-hour feed. And you have such a good conversation with a friend that um, that what happens is that you time out. So I'm going to bring her back on to um, Barbara Jean because our conversation was just too good. <laughs> okay boy that that so, got us we were off like look at he split that yeah. was like the hours like okay goodbye yeah, so you're it's out like, of here you know it's kind you're of done. like when, when conversation is good <laughs> and we didn't even have wine right? and we didn't even have wine we didn't even have wine i'm not allowed to have wine yeah. I, I can't even have I my do coffee miss, i do miss a, gr a good margarita let me tell you that <laughs> And here's the thing for me. My doctor told me I may no longer have coffee. Let me tell you that funny oh. story. Yeah, so my blood pressure went sky high. Oh. It, it, went, it went 190 plus to over 120. <gasps> and so I make my appointment. It's a virtual, you know, one of those virtual yeah. appointments. And, you know, we're, we're going to Loma Linda now um, instead of Kaiser. That's good. So we go to Loma that's Linda. That's real good. Yeah, that's the reason why. <laughs> after yeah. after Abby passed, we went to Loma Linda. And yeah, so, that's good. So I'm talking to my doctor, the new doctor, and he says, well, do you drink coffee? And I said, yes. <laughs> and, and he says, well, how many? I was like, like four a day. Oh, wow. And, and, he, says, and he said, that's it. <laughs> and he says, well, well, that's, he says, that's too much because coffee is really not good for you. And you know me, I like to mess around with people and says, um, <laughs> So, doctor, are you Seventh Day Adventist? And he says, "Oh my gosh!" And he says, "Actually, yes." <laughs> he says, "Yes, I am." I said, "Is that why you're telling me I shouldn't drink coffee?" He goes, "He goes, no, it's not. It's it's just it's not good for you." And so I say, "So should I should I should I take up drinking instead?" 
Yeah. Because oh, there you go. Alcohol, that is, <laughs> alcohol is a downer. And this is literally what he says. Okay, maybe you should just just drink one cup a day then. <laughs> Good job leaving that poor man confused. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it came out to be a joke. A Catholic patient goes to a, a, a Seventh-day Adventist, Seventh Adventist. <laughs> and has a discussion about coffee and alcohol. That's a good one, though. <laughs> so anyways, as I was saying earlier, you know, you're living a life not simply for yourself, but for your children. And maybe for Jesse, too, because he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. I know him. Jesse's a good guy. He puts he's all a good guy. He puts all us trying to be Josephs to shame. <laughs> <laughs> the man can... He puts- Puts me to shame. The, the man can build things. You know? Oh my he gosh! If it wasn't dark, things. I'd take you outside. He just made us a super patio. Oh my goodness! Yeah, let's not talk. Unbelievable. About, let's okay. not talk about that. Maybe. In the event that Maria listens to that, because she's been waiting for a patio for how long? Since two thousand two. All right, we won't talk yeah, about let's, that. Let's not talk about that. But, <clears throat> but this question that I really ask all people, because this is going to be part of our series of the the Who I Am series. Because I think it's important, um, as Catholics, as Christians, we always look at that that part, that that only part that people read in the Bible, in the Old Testament, Genesis, you know, and then they go to Exodus. Yeah. And they're like, and then they're oh. done. And yeah. then they're done. Because, because, you know, Moses already went up the mountain, and, you know, he already asked God what his name is, and his name is I Am. Because that's what God said. But, you know, but that whole thing, you know, completes itself when when Jesus was asked, you know, are you the son of God? And he says, I am. So oh, yeah. when when I always I look at that, I always reflect in who am I? You know, we're always saying, you know, live a life like Christ. Live a life like Christ. And I'm like, I can't. The man is God. <laughs> and so I was like, well, who am I? Who is the I am in me? And so I always like to pose that question on the Who I Am series. And and it's like, you know, and there's some really interesting answers uh, of people who who shared who they are. But Barbara, you know, who are you? Gosh, that's a hard question Isn't it, in though? some aspects. It is. It's but a it's, very difficult question. It's a beautiful question. I mean, question. first and foremost, I am a child of God. One of his messier children. <laughs> One of his, oh my gosh, again, child? Now what? Um, but no, I mean, that's that's my identity. My identity is I am a child of God. I, I know he's my daddy. I know he loves me even when I don't feel like it. But, you know, I know he's there and I know he's always picking me up because if he wasn't picking me up, I would not be able to do this journey. But I'm a crazy Italian wife. I'm a farmer. (laughs) I'm a person who's passionate about my faith and about letting people know that they're not alone on this journey. I'm passionate about wanting people to know that there are people to reach out to them, to people to they can reach out to for prayer, for hope, just, you know, to be, to know that they're just not alone on this world, that we're all called to journey together home to heaven. 
and that we are supposed to be helping each other out and that you're most needed when you're down. And I have found through this disease that a lot of people can't handle when people are sick. So that's when they tend to disappear. And that's why I think I'm so passionate about, you know what, doesn't matter what I'm going through. I want people to know that they have somebody else that they can count on for prayers. I mean, if anything, Arnell, because I can't go out much anymore, I find myself praying a lot and a lot for other people. And even though there's days where I feel like that's just not a whole lot, it's what I can do. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'm called to do right now. I am called to pray and be there for other people the best I can with what my abilities are, you know? And of course I am a mother. I am a sister. I am a friend, but above all that right now, I am called to just pray, pray for other people who are struggling, who maybe don't have that support system that God gave me and just need to know that there is somebody out there who will truly pray for you and, you know, be there for you. So I think, I mean, that's just, it's, it's a very, very deep question. You know, I'm definitely not Jesus. <laughs> I've got a lot of flaws. <laughs> I'm one of the ones that keep the confession line hot, but <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's the answer really you're looking for, but I guess that's, you know, child of God, a mom and a wife and a farmer. someone and a, far- and a farmer and, <laughs> and a farmer a, in the Dell <laughs> and a blogger and a blogger. And a <laughs> now blogger. I'm going to do podcasts. I'm going <laughs> to, you got to start podcasts. No, 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 I got no, the no, equipment, girl. I got the equipment. Wait, here's the thing. It was a beautiful answer, Barbara. It's a beautiful answer because it takes me back to the Paschal Mysteries. It takes me back to Christ being on the cross. And you taking on that cross. And while while Christ is hanging on the cross and people left him. And, and what people you're saying, do leave. And, and, and people do leave because they they're afraid. Leave. That's the fear. But there's also people like John, like our mother Mary, like yes. those people who stayed and watched and be with. And the same thing that you just said is that you have found yourself praying for others more. Just like our Lord and Savior did. He prayed and he asked forgiveness for those people. You know, and you did no wrong. And I always say that what a what a blessed life that you've seen that you have. And what a gift that you're doing by doing this, by sharing this with people. Because as again, I'm gonna go back to that girl, whatever her name is, if you can do it. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. I mean, look at you. You know, I found people really do fear death. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I don't fear death, but people do fear death. And I think that's why when people that you see that are very sick and you know have a disease that's not going to be cured and they're going to die from it, it it's like a mechanism like, okay, I, I can't be around that. You know, I can't. I, I don't want to see that happen. I, mm-hmm. Not that they don't love me, but they can't, they can't cope with it. Um, and so that's, that's just kind of, I think, another reason for the blog. I, I want people to feel like they're not alone, that, you know, there are other people out there who, you know, will be there for them, at least just praying for them. So here's the pitch, you know? Barbara. Tell them right here. Tell them what you want to tell them. 
you're not alone. And no matter what you're going through, the Lord really is walking with you. And if I can stand here with all my anxieties and my depression over my illness and my children's illness, and I can do what I'm doing, you really, (laughs) those words resonate. You can do it too. And if you want somebody to pray for you, if you need prayers, if you, you know, need an email partner just to have hope, just to have someone to talk to, that's kind of what I'm called to do now. My ministry is a different point. I'm, I'm, I'm at home. I'm here. So, you know, don't lose hope because no matter what, no matter what you think you're going through, God will bring you to the other side. Even if it's not in the way you envisioned, he is, he is good. And he has been so good to us and he has blessed us. And, you know, even the things I think, okay, this is, this is it. This is something bad. You know, how are we going to come out of this? And, and God does, he, he brings us back out and he brings us over and, and we're here on a journey. This is not our home. This is not our home. And we're here just to uplift everybody. And, you know, that's what my blog is about. What's the name of your blog? A, bl- a zebra? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a really good question. A zebra life, a blessed life. A zebra life, a blessed a life. A blessed life. And for you guys who, who missed that, understand that. A zebra life. A zebra represents what? A zebra rare. Represents... A zebra represents rare diseases. And that is what you have. Myotonic and that is dystrophy. what I have. Um, I was reading up on it. And um, for you guys who are listening out there, you know, follow her blog. It's at a zebra life, a blessed life. Read some of the stuff that she has on there. It's hilarious. It's it's, it's 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 hilarious. Maybe it's hilarious because I know you, but it's hilarious even for those people who may not know you. It's a page turner, and for people like me who have short attention spans, it's perfect. It's perfect. Maybe that's why I keep it short because I find when I do read stuff, I'm like, okay, skip, 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 skip. Right. There is no room short for skipping and sweet. because you short find yourself you find yourself going back. And rereading it. So get on the ball. Go to A Zebra Life, A Blessed Life. Give her a follow. Send her a DM. As, as she said, her ministry is praying. Praying for people. Praying. And, and send her prayer requests. Um, Barbara, former youth minister, you know, when, when, again, as we said earlier, when youth ministers get to this age, we try to figure out what in the world are we going to do now. And you're being so productive. And what a blessing you are, Barbara, to, oh, to go through what you've gone through a lot more than a lot of us are able to. And what a great example you are to young people out there who might be watching this, who might be listening to this and saying, again, I'm going to stress this again, if you can do it, I'm telling you those those words I should put that over my where I see it every day well if you can do it I can do it it. this has been so wonderful thank you thank you very much and it was just awesome to to see you again I miss my St. Mary's and 
I miss all of the people there so much, but I always pray for you guys and it was just nice to see you. It's a beautiful life. Thank you. And you make it so much more beautiful. Oh, you're sweet. So folks, that's all we have for you all this time around. Aside from the farms and the farm animals. Thank you for spending time with us. We hope Thank this you connected. for having me. We hope that what Barbara said really connected with you and allowed you to look at the fact that there are people struggling with rare diseases, a zebra disease. Remember, we ask you to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform to, uh, to Disconnected to kind of listen to what we have. Email us your comments or questions to catholic.dad50 at gmail.com or follow us and send us a DM um, asking us questions about what Barbara's going for and what a zebra life is. Or if you just lost and want to find her, send us a DM. We'll, we'll send you towards to her. Also, subscribe and rate this podcast with all your friends. And if you're feeling generous, consider sending us a dollar or two through PayPal. It's for a our, cup of coffee. For a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, it's in our bio. You know, 100% of what you send to this podcast goes to the youth group. I just got to share that. That I, I do know. Yeah. I know you are the most generous. Oh, my goodness. Right? Well, for a ministry, for you guys who are doing youth ministry, the youth ministry at our church, St. Mary's, is 100% volunteer. It is also 100% funded by donations from people like you. So send us a dollar or two. If you send us a self-addressed stamp envelope, I'll even send you a sticker of my face. And who doesn't wow. want that? Wow! Oh, now I have. Who doesn't I'm going to make a donation. Yeah. I want that. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> I'm going to have to make a donation now. I'll, I'll I'm going to put the stickers on my barn. <laughs> I'll even send you, Barbara. You know I'm what? Even you send gotta you send me a, a pin. With my right face on, on it. but you got to send me a T-shirt so I can take a picture when I'm out there with do, the pigs. Do you see you that shirt right there? See that shirt right there? That's your yes. shirt. Is that my shirt? <laughs> right on. All right, thank you. Do you want it black or do you want Dana to tie dye it? <laughs> oh wow! No, I gotta go. It, black. it turns out brown. Let's go black. Yeah, now let's go black. All Tides right. the dirt from the farm. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, well, we're not done. So also, again, as I said, subscribe to This Connected. Remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Amen. Please pray for us. And most importantly, be blessed and be third. Now, here's our closing song. I didn't know you had a closing song. You are organized. Oh. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. Yeah. That's Elizabeth. <laughs> Is it? It's Such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful voice. They're married now, aren't they? They're having a baby. Oh, congratulations right? to them. They're having oh. a baby in September. Oh my gosh, September next month, September. September. And don't tell them. Someone said, of course, there's a closing song. (laughs) Don't don't tell anyone, but they're naming their child Arnell. Shut up, Arnell. They're not naming their child Arnell. It was close. It's it's Augustine. (laughs) So they're having a baby boy. How precious, Arnell. (laughs) He's such a ham. (laughs) 
I've been begging for people to name their child after me. You know what? One. I'm going to name one of my chickens after you. I will call it Little Arnell. What about the pig? <laughs> you don't want a piggy named after you. Yeah. No, the... they're girls. And you know what? Pigs know their names. And once they know their names, you can't change it. Hey, Arnell is a unit. Pigs are pretty name. smart. Well, okay, but their their names are Aspen and Lala. I can't change it to Arnell. Aspen and Lala. That's too different now. I'll have to name one of the chickens Arnell, okay? Fine, I'll be a chicken. <laughs> All right, I'll, show, I'll take you a picture. I'll take a picture of one and send it to you. <laughs> <gasps> All right. Well, Good night. Thank good you. Night. It was Thank wonderful. You very much. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about myotonic dystrophy, go to www.myotonic.org. That's www.myotonic.org. That's myotonic, my cause, my cure. To follow Barbara, go to at a zebra life, a blessed life. That's Barbara Jean. Follow her on Instagram, listen to her stories, and learn more about a zebra life myotonic dystrophy. Take care, friends. Be blessed and be third. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021, T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.